Welcome to Breaking Business Barriers. Jared, we're at episode number 101. We've got a really cool guest. Can't wait to introduce and talk in depth with a, uh, a gentleman that I've never met personally, but I've seen every carry of the football when he was a Hawkeye. And he is uh, he's just not, just not a football player. He is an inspiration. He's doing some things you know, not long out of college, and he's making his way in, in, in his world, and that's what we're going to talk about. But again, Breaking Business Bears, episode number 101 with Brent Duhame, your host and co-host, Jared Ty. Jared, where's where's the – man, you got to show everyone your, your hat. Man, you bought it. You're thinking about doing it. Let's get it on. It's in your hand. Let's do it. So we went to a charity event for uh, Memorial Day, uh, Smiles Charity. They build homes for uh, wounded veterans. And the, it was an outdoor, it was at a ranch, and it was, uh, the theme was called Boots and Bling. So I was the only one there without a cowboy hat. And uh, there's also a new cowboy hat store in downtown McKinney where I am. So I figured it was time. So I bought this, uh, it's a Stetson, but uh, I'm wearing it uh, most, I, I'm not wearing it a lot yet. So maybe for special events. So. <laughs> well, there you go. Hey, man, you're showing, now you've shown the world, you know, your hat, you know, and, and you've got it. you got to be... Uh... It's proud, a proud Texan. I don't have my cowboy hat. I, in fact, I brought out my one of my mini Iowa Hawkeye um, hats or visors just for our guest, as well as the background here against Ohio State. And by the way, my son was there with me. That was a that was a tough game. I won't I won't talk about it. But I know well, we got a tough guy here, Mark Mark Weissman. Mark, first of all, where where can we find you on social media? I know you're on LinkedIn, but why don't you let uh, our listeners know where they can find you? Yeah, link. I'm definitely on LinkedIn under my name. Um, Twitter under Coach Weissman. If you just look up my name, you'll find Mark Weissman as well. And then Facebook, Mark Weissman as well. Instagram is mweissman45. So those are the main platforms I use. Um, I'll, I'm on TikTok. I don't use it as much. I kind of use it more to make videos than anything else. Um, right. But I know that's kind of the way people are going, so. Um, you're, I'll, you're, I'll, I'll conform a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you on Mark. I've been a slow roll on TikTok. Jared, are you using it with your business? Not really. I've heard of some people who are, um, and I know a lot of people that are using, you know, even Instagram and stuff. And I, I realize TikTok is the latest and, and greatest, but uh, I need to figure that out because some people are pulling it off. So, well, let's talk Mark. So, Mark, uh, you know, why don't we just First of all, how about how about a little background about Mark and what's what should our listeners know about Mark and, and what have you? And that might be dialing it back to pre-college days, whatever the case might be. But Mark, yeah. how about uh, how about you tell your story? I, I can tell part of it, but not all of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll make it. I'll I'll give the cliff notes version. So I grew up in Buffalo Grove, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. Um, if you want to call it, that's about 35 minutes northwest of Chicago. Um, grew. So from there, I went to Stevenson high school, which is about 4,500 kids, sometimes a little low, lower, sometimes higher. So a lot of kids. So it's almost like a little mini university almost in right itself. On. Um, played football and track and field there. Um, played baseball and basketball up until high school and then decided I was going to focus more on football. So Played football there, was on varsity sophomore, junior, senior year. Recruited, but not heavily. Um, 
maybe Mac school, like Western Michigan was looking at me, but I committed to Air Force Academy for football. And I, I wanted to be a part of military as well. So it was a good fit. And there's not many fullbacks that get to run the ball anymore. So at the Air Force Academy, you were able to. So basically from there, went to the Air Force Academy boot camp, six weeks. Um, it's a grind, but it's singular focused. It's just boot camp. That's all you have to focus on. So it was all right. So like, but it lost about 20, 25 pounds there. So I'm under, I'm right around 200 pounds, which I hadn't been since basically sophomore year of high school. Um, from there, I decide um, we get into school, then there's more military and there's football now all at the same time. And for me to be at my best and I wanted to do them all and I want to do them all well for me to be at my best. Um, I wasn't able to do that. I wasn't able to be the best football player I possibly could. And that was still my number one goal at the time. So I decided this isn't going to be the place for me, unfortunately. Um, so I left and didn't have a home to go to. So for meaning college. So now, okay, now I got to figure it out. So I go out, I have some connections at Iowa, some other schools. I'm talking to Western Michigan again. All of it's going to be a walk-on no matter what at this point. So I kind of, call Iowa, the, the running back coach at the time, I didn't have his actual number. So I'd have to call the front office with the college girls and be like, Hey, is coach blank there? And I'd have to wait to see. And I'm probably, I was shooting probably like 5% of actually getting on the phone. So, but eventually they're like, all right, you can come try and walk on. Um, it will give you a semester, come try and walk on. That's all I needed. I'm like, I want to go to Iowa. I had some cousins, my brother, if football hadn't, didn't work out, I'd be happy there as a college student, but that wasn't the goal. So um, long story short, I'm deep in the depth chart, have to sit out a year, um, eventually work my way into the starting fullback job, which is awesome. I loved fullback. It's the ultimate sacrificial position that there is. Um, and I like that. You're an extension of the offensive line, basically as a fullback, um, no glory, whatever it might be. So that I was good with that. And then everyone um, who played running back, whether it was two years earlier, whether someone got kicked out, whether they were injured, whether they decided to transfer, whatever it was, um, happened on that day against Northern Iowa. Like, no one's left. Like, they didn't want me to go in. They didn't want this slow white guy to go into the game and play running back. But I remember um, that game. I was the only option at that point. No one else knew how to play. So, um, <laughs> and then I kind of stuck it out there. Um, I had multiple other really good running backs in the room with me that we split carries with, but predominantly played running back for the rest of my career and loved it. And then had a chance at the NFL with the Bengals. And that was an awesome experience and moved on from there, went into the medical sales route first, decided, all right, I need to get away from sports. It's like, I need to get away from it only to find and realize I want to get back in. So then I interned at Iowa as a strength coach, Luckily, a coach moved on to a higher position at a different university. So I got a job at Iowa and I was there for about four and a half years before going to Southeast Missouri for a year as a director um, of all sports for strength and conditioning. And then with COVID and everything going on, um, decided it was time to get back home. I hadn't been back home to Illinois for an extended time in 10 years or so. So it's, it was time to come back home and now I'm working in the private sector um, at a gym right outside where I grew up and I love it. Uh, I love every bit of it. I love, I miss the team aspect of it, but I really like what I'm doing now. So that's the cliff notes of 
my whole life right right there that's 29 years right there <laughs> yeah and you know we, we were talking before we started recording about man it feels like a long time since you've been in school and in reality you know you you can never those memories always stick and and so all your buddies that you uh, whether they're in the program or outside the program all the friends in college there's there's no better experience and we've right. talked about it on our podcast over the last year you know i've got two kids in college and and one of which you know uh his senior year in high school he you know they didn't have classes in the you know in the in the spring and yep. and in fact it where he goes where he goes to college virtually no in in class stuff so you know i i get it with all the all the business stuff jared before i turn it over to you mark you know um i've taken note not just as a fan uh, everyone probably knows, I probably say it almost every single time, you know, yeah. that I'm, you know, a fan of Iowa, but you know, that's where, you know, it's where I grew up and what have you, but you're, as you incorporated those disciplines, I mean, you went to the Academy. I mean, Holy cow. I mean, very few, number one, you get some mental power going on. Not number two, the discipline and all the things that go on from that time to, and I don't want to, dismiss i'm sure there were coaches in your high school life and teachers that were incredibly important but now in, in you're in the private sector what are you bringing i know you have clients i know we're in fact we're we're booking between between clients what's what's your stitch you know what what what's your stick what what's you know what are you coaching besides just you know throwing up some weights you know cardio and all that stuff what what do you uh what are you working on on the mental part with with your folks? Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing is the mental part because you can only be physical for so long, right? So let's say you train one hour, maybe two hours a day if you're pushing it. Well, you got 22 more hours, 20, 22, 23 more hours. What are you going to do with that time? So are you going to create a schedule, right? Are you going to be organized and be set for your day or your week ahead of plan? Um, how are you thinking? Are you disciplined? Do you have good habits? Because eventually that willpower will run out. It will run out for all of us, no matter how disciplined, how mentally tough you are, it's going to run out. So do you create good habits for yourself that you're going to be able to fight through those urges and resist those temptations of the instant gratification um, so you're able to be your best self? And that that's the key is, like, can we have good habits? Do we have the discipline? Are we consistent? Anyone can do it for one day, two days, three days, maybe a week. But can you do it for months and years on end? And there's nothing sexy about that, right? It's boring. But if you really get into it, that's the fun part. The process is the fun part. So that's kind of what I try and work on um, with clients. We talk like in between sets, like there's rest time. So we try and talk the mental part, the nutrition part, the health part. Cause it's never ending. There is no end goal. Whenever you hit a goal, right. And what's the next one? What's the next one? Cause until the, the end is when we're down, when we're six feet under. <laughs> yeah. It, it's no kidding. Any day that I'm above the, above the grass is, is a great day for me. Right. So hey, Jared, uh, what, what do you have? I mean, you can tell Mark isn't, isn't very serious about what he does. Right. I mean, he <laughs> yeah, exactly. laser focus. Yeah. What do you got, Jared? Uh, Mark, I was going to ask, uh, whenever you went to medical sales and you decided, you know what, this isn't for me, uh, I'm going to yeah. go back. 
Uh, what was that like? Was there, there like a day that, you know, that just hit you or, or how did that work? Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't go specifically to a day. I can barely remember what I ate yesterday, let alone like a specific day that it happened. But it's just, I just thought about it. And it's, I like sleeping on things. Like any decision, big decision I'll make, I will sleep on at least one night, hopefully more than one night. Um, so I just thought about it for probably weeks. And I'm like, you know what? Like I could push through this. I can continue through this and grind through this. And maybe I'll come out the end feeling good and like, oh, okay, I, I do want to do this still. But deep down, there's that gut feeling. And I like listening to my gut. Not always. It's not always right. But I like listening to him like, this is what you went to school. Like you went, you wanted to be a strength coach. You wanted to help people and you can help people in the medical sales. I'm not taking anything away from that, but I wanted to give back kind of the same way that people gave to me in the sports setting. Cause sports is such a great life teacher for everything. So I really wanted to get back into it. And I like the strength and conditioning route. Cause you're kind of with at the time I was in college, the athletes more than any of the coaches they're out recruiting in the off season, but we're there all year round with them. So you can make a huge impact there with them, not just physically, but mentally, like we kind of talked about earlier. So I think that's kind of like, that was the no aha moment, but aha moments that led me to the path of going back into the sports field. Well, I can only imagine the level of um, challenge and, you know, uh, hard work that went into making it, you know, in the college football world, because for everybody, you know, like you, who, who, you know, has done what you've done, there are how many, you know, thousands, you know, who would love to, but, you know, it, it never, maybe they never did the work. So kudos to you, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. Hey, Mark, is there, uh, and I'm sure there are a lot, but I, I hate to pin it down on one. There are a lot of life lessons as we learn, you know, starting with our folks, I think, you know, and, and uh, the people closest to us. Is there, is there, a, I guess maybe this, who would be the first or second, maybe third person that you would dial up if you needed some advice from a mentor? Yeah, we'll go mentor because my parents are obviously number one and two, but I'm, I'm going to go three because we're going to go mentor with it. So we'll go there. And I'm going to call up Coach Kirk Ferentz. Um, He's the epitome of everything good. Like he talks a good game and he appears like he's a really good guy in front of the media, but he's a better guy behind closed doors, which is awesome. Um, he gives back to the community, gives all of his time back. He truly cares about you as a person. Make sure you graduate, make sure you become a better man and become a better football player. Cause that's good for everybody. Cause he can't make that impact if we lose games, right? We have to win games for that impact to happen but he's truly a great person. Um, and when things get hot, right? Like this is how you um, measure a leader, I would say. When things are hot, when shit hits the fan, yep. um, what does that person do? Do they freak out, get angry, start yelling at people? Or do they, are they calm, detach a little bit, see the big picture and everyone can look to them as, oh, wow, they're not freaking out. So I'm not going to freak out. Right. So he's that guy. He's the guy you want in the firefight. He's the guy you want in a tough, close game. When things are going bad, he's the coach that you want. He's the mentor that you want in life. So that's who I'm calling up. No doubt about it. Isn't that amazing? You know, everything, one of many, but 
He doesn't forget a name, does he? No, he knows everyone. Someone comes back, he hasn't seen him for 12 years, he'll know his first name. He'll know about, his, about their kids. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. <laughs> so I would imagine you bring some of those, some of those traits as you're a coach, you're getting, like you say, you know, you're just not, you're just not there pushing iron with someone and, and motivating them for that hour or whatever, how much time you have with them during a session, but you're getting to know them. Are you using some of those things that you learned from KHF and, and your folks, no discount, you know, I don't want to forget yeah, about them. Absolutely. I am a hundred percent. And uh, I do it here. And when I was at SEMO, when I was director there and I had the football team, the first thing I did, I got all their names down with their pictures. I studied it as hard as I could because that's the most important thing. I could have the best program in the world, but if, if I don't care about them and they don't think I care about them, they don't care about me and they're not going to work hard. So you got to learn. I learned their names. I met with each one of them uh, personally to get to know them on a personal level about their family, about their goals, what they want to do in life. Cause that's the most important thing. And I take that those lessons and I do it here. Now uh, I want to know about them personally, because if you show how much you care about them, they'll put in the work for you and they'll care about you as well. And, and it being genuine. So do you have like your little notepad, like I've had right here, you know, I make certain. Yeah, notes you always have to have it. You always have to have the notepad. Um, I can use the phone now, which is actually kind of nice. <laughs> so right. I'll put notes in the phone so I can have it. Um, I'll have the program up and I can take notes too about the, the things personal about them so it's good before i pass it on to jared one of the greatest mentors i've ever had in business he was exactly the same way yeah he knew he knew your family he knew your you know in my case he knew my my wife would take us each out to dinner once a year during a review and then he would tell me to shoo away you know go you know go have a coke at the bar or whatever the case might yeah. be and he'd spend he'd spend time with my wife that's awesome. And That's every great. anniversary and or birthday that she had, roses showed up. I'm a, yeah. I'm a steal that. I'm stealing it. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Isn't yeah. that cool? The simple That's things awesome. in life. And by the way, while we're talking about anniversaries, uh, congratulations, Jared, your 16th anniversary with your beautiful bride. Great. I don't know how you sold her, but you did a really good job. That's why, that's why you're one of my friends. Cause you're a good salesperson. It, was not this, it wasn't this hat. I tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats, Jared. Yeah. JT, what do you got, man? Oh, man, I'm just enjoying this. Uh, so, Mark, you are working at a gym now. Yes. And um, are there any particular, like, workout styles? Like, um, you know, you hear people who are big into high, inter you know, hit high-intensity interval training. And are there any particular, you know, workout uh, styles, per se, that, that you're really into? So, um, I'll, I'll go with clients here first. Um, with clients, um, it's personalized. Everything we do here is personalized and where it's spear training um, in Vernon Hills, Illinois. Um, that's where I'm at. And it's always personalized. We do an assessment. We figure out where their deficiencies are, the structure, where are they structurally balanced? Where do we need to balance them out? So everything is completely individualized. Um, whether you're an athlete, whether you're an older adult, whether you're a kid being an aspiring athlete or anyone just wants to be healthy. So everything is completely personalized. Um, and that's the key because everyone's different. There's no cookie cutter approach to training. Um, we're all built differently. Our limbs are different sizes. We all have different deficiencies. Um, so that's a huge thing that we go into. And like there's hit training, there's strength training, cardio, 
speed training, plyometric. There's a million freaking things to do, but yeah. it's what each client needs. And that's really what I like about being in the private sector right now is that you can, because mostly one-on-one, sometimes small groups, you can completely um, make a program for somebody and individualize it. So for me, yeah, for me, I like whatever I can do to compete is yeah. what I'll do. Like I, I'm a competition addict. So there, I guess there are worse things you can be addicted to, but <laughs> yeah. um, so any sort of competition type thing, like not going out to competitions um, per se, but competing with myself, the other trainers here, we, we like pushing each other. So it's fun. Well, what a, what an awesome honor for, you know, your clients to, you know, train with someone of your experience, you know, I would imagine you have some local athletes that would, uh, would, would give their hind teeth to, to get in some training with you. So that's awesome, man. And I, I like the uh, personalized aspect, you know, um, I've had, you know, even business coaching before to where they give you kind of a one fits size fits all approach. And it's like, no, that wasn't the area that I'm struggling and I need help over here. So uh, I really like the way you, you know, you led with what, you know, really depends on what, what the client needs. So absolutely. Yeah. Mark, are you doing any, you know, in this world, especially over this past year, 2020, are you doing any online training, any, anything like that? So someone like myself down here in Frisco, Texas, I could, I could uh, sign up and say, okay, you know what? Um, I'm going to follow Mark and Mark's going to whip me into shape in more ways than just one, not just physically, but mentally. Yeah. Are you so online training is, it's tough to do, but definitely doable. Um, it's not the same as in-person, not even close, but it's better than nothing. So um, the mental aspect is easier because we can get on a Zoom call like this and talk, whatever it might be. It's hard to do Zoom and train somebody because yeah. it's lagging. You can't see it fully. You can't see their proper mechanics on it. But if you know the client well and you know the person well, you know what they're good at, what they're not good at, and you can create a program for them. So it's definitely doable. Um, obviously prefer to be in person. I think we all do at this point with yeah. COVID kind of uh, not coming to an end, but like fizzling down a little bit now. It's like nice to be around people again. And uh, yeah, get to work with people that, that you can't mimic the body language and actually being able to see them, eye contact with them. It, you can't mimic that. But the online training is, is a doable thing that can be done, but um, obviously prefer to be in person, I'd say. Yeah. So it might be a one B right. But, but it could be an opportunity because someone connects with you yeah. and your, your oh, style yeah. and communication. 100%. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Always willing, always willing to do that. Any way I can help somebody like friends will ask me, I'm like, yeah, in a heartbeat. Cause I can, I know my friends. I'm like, this is what they can and can't do. This is what they need. So, all right, here's a program. Let me know how it goes. Send me a couple of videos so we can look over the form. So yeah, absolutely. Mark, we talked a little bit about this uh, before and really kind of the, uh, the whole narrative of our, or part of uh, really based on our show is a fork in the road. Is there a particular fork? Again, we touched on a little bit, but is there a fork and it could be you're 29, I think, right? Yes. The, it could be a fork that happened yesterday or it could be one that was, you know, in your, your teenage years, is there a fork that really stands out that, man, I learned a lot on that one, whether it was the right decision or the wrong. Yeah. I'd say the Air Force Academy. So I'll go back to that. That was like, I, they're very, I don't truly, I don't regret anything I've ever done. I probably regret stuff. I said, 
I know I regret stuff I said, but I've never regretted anything I've done truly because I've learned from it. Right. It's only a regret if you do not come out of it stronger than before. So I don't regret going to the Air Force Academy because if I didn't, I wouldn't be at Iowa and the story is completely different. Right. So I'd say that's the fork where um, I made the decision to go there. I chose the fork to go to the Air Force Academy, but then I kind of made another fork and left at the same time. And I'll put it this way too. Basically with everything I've ever done, I've never been good at anything and I've never made the right decision the first time. I've always screwed up. I've learned from it. I've gotten better. And then I've moved on. And whether it was that industry, a different industry, different school, whatever it might be, um, and then continue to progress there. So I think that's kind of the thing. And it's just with all these forks, an opportunity is always coming. And it's going to be there. Everyone gets opportunities. Are you ready for them, though? Did you prepare enough to be ready for that opportunity when it comes Cause if that preparation never happened, you don't even know that there's an opportunity there. I think that's great advice for anyone. I don't care what someone's age is, whether someone's considering making a career change or, or getting away from the W2 gig and doing their, <clears throat> doing their own thing. I think that's great advice, Mark. And I think that's something that we, we would uh, certainly, I can wrap my arms around going, you know what? Absolutely. We've all had forks in the road. Jared's had them. I've had, no, you know, too many to count at this stage is this stage of my life is, um, is there, we always ask this, is there a podcast book? We never used to say podcast, but I guess we have a lot for the last few years. Yeah. <laughs> is there a podcast or book that you could, that you would recommend for our listeners that, you know what, check it out, at least check it out. So definitely book. I'll go with, I'll start with Slight Edge. That's, that was kind of one of the, the books that got me going. That was from Iowa. Yep. And it's basically the little things, right? It's doing the little things over time consistently will lead to long-term success. And before, like I even read the Slight Edge, that's kind of how I tried to live my life. I try and just be whatever everyone's doing that's going to take away because I'm not the most gifted in any aspect of it. But if I can get a little bit of an edge on somebody because I don't go out or I eat healthier or I get my homework done in time so I can go to bed at the right time, any sort of way. So that book is an awesome book. And I think it's kind of a gateway into multiple other books. And then I'll just throw out an author with that Ryan Holiday. I love Ryan Holiday. I love everything he's basically written especially his big three, like obstacles, the way ego is the enemy and stillness is the key. Um, I'm huge into stoicism. So he's my guy there. And podcasts, they go, I'm all over. I like listening. Like I have Tim Ferriss, um, Joe yep. Rogan. I love those ones. Um, but I like when they have the, the correct, I would say for me, the correct um, um, guest on it. So I kind of look more for guests. I look for a podcast show that ask good questions and thoughtful questions. And then I'll try and listen to a guest on it that I like. Yeah, that, that, that's fantastic. Jared, any, do you have anything? Mark, you mentioned stoicism, uh, uh, the art of manliness. I don't know if you ever heard that pod podcast. Uh, he's really big into that. That's yeah. another really good one. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to check it out right now. I'm putting it down art of manliness. Yeah. I, awesome. I've got the slide edge in my uh, home library here. I do awesome. too. I do yep. too. That's great. I pay, attention, I pay attention. I think every year the Hawkeye football team, they get, they get a book, right? 
kind of the yeah. So every year is a different book, but the freshman always reads Slide Edge because they've never read it. So you'll if you go through the program, you read Slide Edge. So and that's I, definitely I a recommendation. That's... We'll put that. We'll definitely have that on on your write up because that is a good one, and I forgot yes. about it. Yes, it is. Yeah. I think the message there is just so applicable today because, you know, everybody wants fast results. We, we do little actions wanting immediate results. And if we don't get those immediate results, um, you know, we quit doing them. So, you know, just the idea that, Hey, I'm going to make these practices part of who I am. And then when I kind of, you know, that saying uh, luck is where opportunity meets preparation. You know, if you just ingrain those as a part of who you are and you're just a little bit better, Sometimes that's all it takes. <laughs> so, right. No, that's 100% right. Over time. All right. Even though I said we're not a sports podcast, but you, you said it, I think that builds uh, those of us that have played it will never forget those days, even back in the peewee days, you know, those we were building on something. Yep. The, um, how about great? Uh, it's tough. You have a lot of them, but uh, fond memory of, of playing playing big time sports. So whether it was at uh, Kinnick stadium or some other place, is there, is there memory that just boom? And you probably, you probably shared this a million times as people ask these things, but it's fun. No, it's fun. And like, I'll say it and it's probably not the most fun for everyone to hear, but it's celebrating in the locker room with your teammates. There is nothing better than it. There's nothing. I'll tell you what the, the worst thing in the world is losing on the road and having to go on an airplane and sulk on it for those two hours or whatever it is, that's the worst thing. But then on the other end of the spectrum, the best thing is celebrating with your teammates because you do it together. So it's all about the process. Like we enjoy, like we enjoy the grind. We hate the grind, but we enjoy the grind. And then it all comes to fruition in that locker room when you put in all that work and you care so much about it. And then you get to celebrate with your teammates after a big win that that's it. Whether it's at Kinnick, whether it's on the road, doesn't matter. That's I'll remember those times for the rest of my life, no doubt about it. Yeah, that's the beauty of team, and same same thing can be said in the business world. Uh, you know, you put up a victory, whether it's a day victory or a month victory, whatever it is, and and be inclusive. You know, and I, I'll say this as a fan: it's not very often that we get to see inside the stadium or yeah. in inside the locker room, but when KF is tearing up, holy cow! Yeah, that's it. He really cares. He cares yeah. so much. That's why. Hey, did you ever think about quitting? You know, it, I mean, you're playing at the highest level of of collegiate football. Did you ever think about, man? You know, the you know the it, it's just tough. I got an injury. Did you ever think about hanging it up, or did you? No. So never in high school or college, um, and I would say probably not college because um, of the Air Force Academy. Right. right. So that was the hardest part. So when I went to Iowa after the Air Force Academy, I was good. Like, I'm like, oh, this is, this is, this isn't bad. Oh, after <laughs> football, I get to like have a normal life. Oh, this is cool. So no, I never really did. Um, it got hard and challenging, but I don't think it could mimic the challenges that I met at the Air Force Academy. So it's all relative to every person. And I never had any crazy serious injuries that were career threatening so i never had that aspect of it but i know a lot of friends and a lot of teammates that did and a lot of really good ones that did and were this close to quitting 
and then had great careers at Iowa and a lot of them had great careers in the NFL. So it's just about sticking with it. Stick with it when it gets tough, fight through it a little bit. And then if you still don't want to do it, all right, maybe don't do it then. Yeah, I think that parlays directly into what you do today all, all day long. And again, I always go back to the mental mental part of it. It starts there and, and quite frankly, it finishes there. Everything in between is just the, the meat part of the sandwich. And I mean that in the uh, in the broadest sense. All right. As we get ready to wrap it up, we always ask, all right, well, there's two things I'm going to ask you, one of which I, I haven't been doing that that often. But all right, tell us something to crack us up, Mark, because I know that uh, you, you've probably got to experience a lot, a lot of things in life, but something that will, uh, you know, I always think a laugh is good. And, and I remember people that will, you know, put a smile on my face for whatever reason, just I've always been that way. But tell us something that will crack us up, not just Jared and I, but the rest of us that are listening. No, so something that'll crack you up. All right. Um, no, so I just say, like, I'm not a funny guy, but here, so just a lot of people have good, like, imitations of everything. And, like, so it's like guys would always imitate me at, like, as a coach. I don't, cause I'd say good, I'd say things I'm like, oh, like, good, good job, or like, what the hell is that? Stuff like that along those lines. So I'm an easy mimic person I say it's very similar things over and over again so at Iowa at SEMO guys would always kind of give me a hard time about stuff like all right I get it I get it and I thought that's that's a uh, flattery kind of the same thing with like mantras when people start mimicking mantras a little bit that means that they're working they're getting through so whether that made you guys laugh or not that's that's some things that are I'm an easy I'm easy to pick on in that sense <laughs> ha I love that actually I freaking love that all right, Jared, before we sign off and, and appreciate Mark's time, Jared, any, uh, anything else? Uh, I like what you said there that, you know, if, if somebody's giving you a hard time, that means that they're paying attention to you. That yeah. means that they're noticing you. So I love that perspective. Mark, would you be open to any speaking engagements if, if a, let's say a company yeah. or, or uh, you know, or anything, would you be open to doing a team meeting, doing anything like that. And, and again, it, it doesn't have to always be in person because zoom does open some doors that otherwise would uh, not probably be open. Would oh, you yeah. ever do that? Oh, absolutely. That's kind of like, I love training and I always want to continue to train, but I kind of want to get into that sector of it too, as well. Um, to be able to help people out, whether that's through speaking or programs or whatever it might be. Um, that's my passion is helping people and whatever platform I can do it on, I would love to. So yes, absolutely. I'm open to it. Great. And I think, I think that's fantastic. I think there's differentiators in, in companies and teams and what have you. And one of them is always learning. Yep. The other one is bring them, bring them right out of the comfort zone. And that includes myself. That's right. Absolutely. I agree. Well, right, right on uh, Mark. Well, it was a pleasure. I know we, we were able to finally get together and you squeeze us in. We all, all three of us have, have things going on. We all know that, but man, the slide edge, we'll, we'll make sure that's, make sure that's in your, in your write-up along with uh, Ryan holiday. I need to look him up. Cause I don't, I don't know the yeah. author offhand. I don't Great. didn't, didn't do that uh, or didn't snap, snap off for me right, right now. But this is episode number one Oh one of breaking business barriers, special guest, Mark Weissman and Mark's thanks so much. I mean, this is re this is really cool. I got some goosebumps today and and um man there's some opportunities out there for you 
No, thank you, Brent. Thank you, Jared. I really appreciate you guys for having mm-hmm. me on and uh, being able to talk. This is always fun. I love being on podcasts and talking to people, especially people I haven't met before that have similar mindsets. So awesome, awesome job with the podcast and keep it up, guys. Thank you, Mark. Thank thanks you so much. Good. And thanks a lot. And as we wrap it up every time, it is uh, Jared Ty, Brent Duham, and it is definitely onward and upward. Thanks again.